I'll go last. Hey, everybody. Home. Hey, it's Neil. We got uh, yo. We got dates. Yeah, Neil's got dates. You Most go got first, dates. Buddy. I'll go. Oh, I'll go. Well, I got to toggle between our guests. Man, we got all kinds of shit happening over here. All you right. Brought her dates hey, up too. If you, yeah, I got to. You I gotta actually go. brought her dates up. I did it. I'm a young man. I got mad knowledge of the All internet. All right, March. Let me go. March 27th and 28th. I'm at the Arlington Draft House. That's Neil Brennan. March 27, 28. Arlington Draft House. That's it? Come see me. That's all I got. Shit. Uh, hey, I'm, it's Moshe. I'll be in Salt Lake City February the 25th through the 28th at Wise Guys Comedy Club. And I'll be on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me live taping March the 26th in Chicago and all that weekend at the Up Comedy Club in Chicago, Illinois. And in April, I'll be in Seattle at Laugh's Comedy Spot, I think is what it's called. And then San Antonio, Texas, doing the Laugh Out Loud, the LOL Comedy Club, the most creatively in San named. San Antonio? Most creatively named club. Is it? Oh, I don't even know. I just ask. heard bad shit about San Antonio. I mean, I, nobody likes San Antonio. <laughs> well, but I'm whatever. going to find Pee Wee Herman's bike. Hold on. I don't know. It's just a shitty town. I don't just, say based that. on Charles Barkley, that's what he doesn't like. Barkley? Don't yeah. come. And our guest. This yeah, year. our guest, Miss Pat. Miss Pat, the one and only. I got her dates pulled up. You got them? You want me no, to do your dates for you? She didn't know how to pull her dates up on her phone. Like a goddamn know, chauffeur. You know what the fuck you talking about? He beat me and to I got, it. And I got kids. <laughs> that was your second excuse. Miss Pat has kids, so I will be reading her dates. She will be at the Morongo Casino in Cabazon, California, wherever the fuck that is, on the 20th of February, 25th of February at the Diamond Joe Casino in Dubuque, Iowa. Going to Penguins and Cedar Rapids in February, end of February. The Looney Bin in Tulsa, first weekend of March. And her favorite, her home club, her one and only, Morty's Comedy Joint in Indianapolis, Indiana, March 26th through the 28th. And you can see her all over the country by going to misspatcomedy.com. Yo, you got clips on there? Clips on what? On uh, misspat.com. Why are you using technology yes. to speak <laughs> like uh, clips? Um, all right. Are we, is that Let's good? Let's start the episode. Yes. Oh, what you think? I'm old and shit, Neil? Okay, right. <laughs> no, I don't think you're. Well, old. you had me sitting in the fucking car for an hour. I'm <laughs> no, fat and cold. That's you know, that's hard to do even... to be fat and cold. Have same. we started? I don't. I guess we have. Oh. I think we started. You're fucking with the Champs podcast once again. We have an exciting episode for you. Neil was late. I was late. I, got, I literally angry. got a flat tire. Neil literally popped tire. my tire. Pop that tire. Uh, pop. I popped that shit. So I was a half an hour late. Okay, our guest today. Is Miss Pat. Perhaps now, the most requested guest we have ever had on this podcast. People were cold calling on your behalf. Get Miss Pat on this podcast. Yeah, you came recommended by Eddie If. You came rec- you've been on every podcast at this point. Yeah, I'm a podcast hoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you're a hoe, that's all that matters to us. Um, well, maybe a queen. I don't like the hoe. <laughs> too late. Well, you already hoed yourself. No, I'm too old to be a hoe. You can't turn no, that into We already had the t-shirts printed out for podcast hoe. Okay, so... I, where do we even start? So you've just what we understand is you've got a fucked. It. First of all, you're a comic, uh, and I saw you the other night, and you did great. You did the, she did the thing the other night where it was at my room in Santa Monica, and she was like looked out, and she's like, man, all these white people not going to get in these fucking murders. Oh sure. Um, uh, so you're a comic. You're very funny. Where how where how where'd you come from? My mama wound. <laughs> yeah. But like, what did you, <laughs> how did you get into comedy? What were you doing? What were you, what I, sort of life did you have before that? Or during comedy? Just married. I, I was married. Ex-drug dealer. Been through some shit. Uh-huh. So, you were a drug dealer? Fucking yeah, I was a drug dealer. Great. Crack dealer. So. You were a crack dealer? Yes. From when did you start doing that? 
Uh, I had two kids at uh, 15, so uh-huh. it was only two things you can do in my neighborhood, either sell crack or sell pussy, so I sold crack. I would have sold pussy. I don't think I could have made it. <laughs> pussy too cheap. Yeah. I mean, when crack came out, <laughs> pussy was $5. That's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of work to sleep with your husband for free, so imagine getting $5 trying to clean out a vagina. Nah, that's not for me. So you had two children when you were 15? Yeah. How did, you had twins? No, one fourteen. I had oh, one at got, 14 were, and one at 15. You were very busy. No, I was with my boyfriend, which was a married man. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh I'm sorry oh, to have impugned your purity story. Yes. My, Don't get it so, twisted, Mojo. I'm so sorry. She wasn't I didn't busy. realize this was a biblical arrangement. <laughs> so you were 14 years old when you met this married man. No, I was, I was 12 when I met the married Jeez. man. Sorry about that. And we started, like, my birthday came up, so I was 13. I got pregnant at 13. I gave birth at 14. What did your, did anyone enter? First Nobody all, where gave did you a meet fuck. Where did you meet him? I met him coming from a high school dance. His yeah, high school dance or your high school dance? <laughs> no, he hung out outside was, of high school 12. dances yes. looking for your He was a fucking predator. That's what he was. You were 12, right? I was 12. And he what were you doing 22. in a high school dance? Oh, I went out with my sister then, who was okay. all oh, into I love the this world. Isn't outside of, this isn't in Indianapolis, No, this right? is in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Okay. I love that your question is about what she was doing at the high school dance. Not I know. Not what this grown-ass man married was doing. Man she was, was acting Who had a wife pregnant. Well, you were asking for it. Why were you at a high school dance? You know, I mean... Yeah, if you can't do high school things, don't go to a high school dance. (laughs) (laughs) Is that fucking high school things? Yeah, that's some high school shit. You was on some grades. You was at a grade school level doing some high school shit. (laughs) And he was Um, at a graduate school level doing some high school shit. All right, so how old was he? 22. And married? Yeah, with a wife. With a wife and a a A baby on the way. All right. Had a kid. We, you know, he had a kid on the way. Okay. And you meet him, and what does he, does he just, where do you meet him? Um, I met him coming from the dance. Me and my sister and their, their boyfriends and my cousin, we was walking home, and he happened to be friends with one of uh, my with, with my sister boyfriend. So okay. they, the boys flagged them down, and I was the only one that didn't have nobody. You know, I was just, that was my first time ever really going out. So they flagged them down. First time you went <laughs> you out, fucking, you had an affair with you a married man. The jackpot. Have, you then, hit the jackpot of going out. You started fucking. <laughs> well, he, so he gave us a ride home. Sure he did. And he's. Of course, in he his did. Sta- in his station he stayed wagon. in the car. Yeah. Well, he had a little raggedy ass Nova with no floorboard and fucking he's ah uh, uh, broke as fuck. So you know he and he was the first guy that ever really paid me some attention too, which I didn't know child molesters pay you any attention because you know that is one of the few benefits, <laughs> one of the few nice things they will pay you some attention. Yeah, they will. Do you pay think you some of him attention. as a child molester? Um, fuck yeah. But yeah. you know, he would have never, he won't admit to it. And I tell him, I, when we talk, I still talk to him. Oh, right. Cause he's the father of your children. Well, my kids are grown. Right. 28 and 27. But they're like, grown, They're old enough to fuck 12 year olds themselves. Well, <laughs> I hope not. Okay. Well, they're old enough. Hey, just, just so saying. you know. 28, 22 is when that starts. So. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> well, you know, that, molestation please. is genetic. But you know what? I have a gay daughter. <laughs> is she, that true? Yeah, I have a gay daughter, and she's very out there like her daddy. She eat all the pussy like her daddy. And I'm right. like, I'm so glad. I, I'm so glad you, you know, you gay. Because if you were just a regular bitch, your vagina would fall the fuck off with all. All the pussy you give up and all the pussy you probably eat. Now, is that how? Is that a scientific fact? Does your vagina fall the fuck off if you fuck too much? I don't know. I didn't fuck too much, yo. <laughs> you fucked. You fucked effectively. You fucked that just enough. Yeah, That's right. you fucked. You got it done. 
It's quality, not quantity. Yeah. Okay, so you so you came from a fucked up background, I take it. Very fucked up. So background. before you met this weird child molester, that's not the beginning of the strangeness in your background. Before that, things nah, were weird up, too. You know, in the hood, you know, poor as fuck, single parent welfare. You know, just the normal shit. Black kids get handed down. So. The the legacy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You inherit shit. Yeah, we inherit Section Eight and welfare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So you, when do you fuck this guy? Wait, why are you getting well, back damn. to the fuck? Because <laughs> I don't. Because that seems nebulous. That seems nebulous about the Section Eight and the yeah, yeah, single yeah, 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 mom. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your trauma. That's when you like, fuck the guy, tell me yeah, more about yeah. that. When, when you laid you down guy. on that. Uh, well, he, pile of came, Archie he, came, comics. He, dropped, he gave me a ride home, came back the next day. I'm 12 years old. I don't know shit about no boy. So, you know, and I did. But you was like developed and grown oh, and everything. Oh, fuck. I had a really right. nice body. Okay. You can't tell tonight because I got, I done gained, my, my real body's inside of this body somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes over. You had a really nice, you had a beautiful 12 year old body. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, I didn't look 12. And that was a thing. That's what he lived by. You didn't look 12. So. I don't give a fuck. I talked 12. You know, he came back the next day. So I go and he comes over. He's knocking on the door. My mom was like, this boy's at the door because he looked really young. Mm-hmm. So I wrote him a note and said, will you be my boyfriend? Check yes or no. Wow. Now this Negro, I'm sorry, this nigger is thank married. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank this you. nigger thank is you. married with a wife at home. He put a little third box on him. was like, no, no he I'll fuck you yes. secretly for a while and <laughs> he, give you some children. He checked yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the most elementary child molestation shit you ever seen? All right, I want to defend this guy for one. No, yeah, fuck okay. Him. Let me I like him. him. All right, is it child molestation <laughs> if you don't look like a child? Meaning, I consider child molestation is you want to prey on somebody that looks like a fucking fawn that looks this, like. This you know is going to sound mean? like a bit that I'm doing, but Chris Hansen actually makes a distinction, a very clear distinction between a child molester and a predator. The show is called To Catch a Predator yeah. because those people are not, if you'll forgive me, they're not like going to fuck babies. They want sexual encounters with young-looking, developed people. So, yes, this guy is maybe not in the D- psychological DSM a child molester. He's a sexual predator. He's a, okay. he's a rapist. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I Statutory rapist, for sure. Yeah, so I get pregnant, and um, he disappeared. And he comes back when I... He when unchecked I have, the box or whatever? Well, no. <laughs> he erased it? He took off? He tore up the contract? You know what? Well, let me back up. Because when, when he found out... Well, I get pregnant. So I'm 14 years old. And I, my mama had a caseworker that was like, somebody need to have this motherfucker locked up. But nobody gave a fuck. So um, I get pregnant. And I'm about four months pre- pregnant. And I get a knock on the door. And it's fucking... It's his wife. How long were you with him before he got pregnant? Um, probably six months. And it, in your mind, are you thinking I have a boyfriend? This is so nice. Yes. Uh huh. I was so in love. I mean, I never. And you know, I come from a fucked up background, so I had never really had nobody that I thought loved me. Right. So I just fucking pulled it all on him. Yeah. Plus, you know, my sister was horn, and they was in the world. They was out there doing their shit. So they they was like, if you're gonna have a boyfriend, you're gonna have to fuck. Cause I wanted to be. You know, I had this whole thing. I'm not gonna fuck until I find me a husband. Because I went to church across the street and that's the shit they teach you and she was like uh well you ain't gonna be able to ride with us if you ain't fucking 
Your so, sister said that. Yeah, my sister was all in the room. She's still in the room, fucked up. So she's I, on the she was on on the street. You were saying? Yeah, she was selling pussy. She was uh, rent. I heard she was renting she, it as well. Renting it out. <laughs> renting it out. Quarter <laughs> hour. <laughs> it's not selling. It's renting. Let's yeah. be clear. <laughs> so you actually sold it. Now she <laughs> stop it. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> Wait. So, so your sister, you're 12 years old, and your sister. My sister is 14. If you, I'm 14. Yeah. And if you want to ride with us, you're gonna have to. Fuck that married yeah. man. We, well, they 12? didn't know he was married. Nobody knew he was married till that wife showed up. Right. Oh, so she did. His up boys know he was married. I think, think the boys know they was married, but they okay. nobody said anything because he looked. I mean, honestly, he's fifty now, and the fucker looked like he in his thirties. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the dark side of black don't crack. Yeah. yeah. How black don't crack yeah. leads to child molestation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So you you fuck. Well, that's that's. I'm surprised it took that so long. I, well, and you yeah. knew nothing about fucking. Well, you know, just... it's during the summertime, so I get out of school. I'm at, I, I get a. I was I, at the time. I'm at fucking elementary school, so I get pregnant while I'm in elementary school. So over the summer, I get pregnant at the end of because I had the baby in August. So I get pregnant in elementary school because this is taking, in the eighties. Yeah, this is that's when 80s. that meant something. That's when getting pregnant in elementary school really meant something. Yeah, right. so I that get pregnant rare. because this he was taking Gare. me. They send you yeah, to fourth period pregnant lady yeah. class. And, yeah, because yeah. he was taking me to shit like we was having sex in the car, in the graveyard. Because sure. he didn't have no fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> Nor and could he take married. you home. He, yeah. yeah. He couldn't take me to his wife. You never thought, this is so odd that I'm fucking over a grave right now. I Did you find it weird when he fucked you in his baby's bassinet? Did you find that odd? <laughs> what baby bassinet? In his own child's bassinet. Did you find that a little over the line? <laughs> you know he had a fucking child. So <laughs> she knocked on the fucking door. All right, so she, she knocked on the door. door saying, there is a 12-year-old in this house that has No, she knocked on my husband. door and she said, uh, hi, I'm looking for rabbit." That's that was my nickname, and I said I'm Rabbit. She said I'm Daryl's wife, and I'm like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? She said I'm Daryl's wife. You have an affair with my husband, and I was like, what husband? How's he your husband? He got to be your boyfriend first, bitchy, my boyfriend. Yeah, he checked yes. Yeah. He checked Let me yes. go through my papers. Yeah, <laughs> and so we went outside and talked because at this time I'm pregnant. So she showed up because she heard I was pregnant. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. and she wanted me to have an abortion. Sure. And Interesting. So, was she offering you money? No, she bought me some ice cream out the truck. And she <laughs> These wanted, guys know how to talk to kids. I yeah, mean, I like this, this family. A, yeah. But I, I didn't get an abortion. I ended up having a fucking baby. And uh, then I got pregnant again. Well, same dude. Same dude. Oh, so the affair did not cease when she oh, showed no, up. Oh, no. We, we was, well, he, we was never together. We just fucked around for about 11 years. Yeah, because in my mind, I had taken him from his wife at this point. Did, was their marriage <laughs> over? Oh yeah, she after I got pregnant with my son, she was like, "I'm out of here. You ain't gonna never leave that fucking young girl alone." And the son was a year later, right? The year later. Wow. And then I got pregnant again, and I had an abortion. Great. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. You so, learned your lesson. Yeah. Well, I, I, the fucking kids are expensive. Sixteen. That's what I've heard. I couldn't yeah. even get a fucking job at sixteen. Right. Well, then you did get a job. Well, I had to sell crack because right. I tried to get a job, it's but a great job. they kept saying, "Where the fuck is your work permit?" And I'm like, "Well, here it is, motherfucker, Ashley and I kill." <laughs> but that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work on a job interview. Uh-huh. So I was taking the kids on the interview with me. They was like, "How the fuck is you got two kids and you 15? Don't ask me no fucking question. Give me a job." So then you made a leap from I'm gonna try to get a job into fuck well, it. I have to. Well, he started to selling drugs. He started sure. selling drugs. I gotta be honest. He seems like a really cool guy. 
He seems like a decent. He seems dude. like he's what does the right thing. Pretty uh, much nine out of ten every times. opportunity. Yeah, you the only two motherfuckers I ever, <laughs> ever interviewed with. That's it. He was a cool fucking guy. Look, <laughs> no, I mean, listen. Just the, as you lay the facts out, he fucks twelve year olds. He ruined his marriage. Uh, he ran away when you got pregnant, and he he introduced you to crack dealing. I mean, the guy yeah. sounds like a misunderstood. Well, he used to be a crack dealer, and so he get arrested, and because he used to give me money, lots of money when he was selling crack, so I didn't have no income, so I started selling it when he went to jail, uh-huh. and I did a lot better than he did. Right, I bet. Yeah. Why? Uh, why did you do better? Um, Look at I guess because I'm, I'm a, I got that hustling skill at me. So he wanted, see, he skated a lot. He did a lot of like roller skate, and he had so many <laughs> holes. And he sucked his thumb too. He's fifty, and he still sucks his thumb to this day. And he still is he one skate. of those dudes who like is on Venice Beach and he can like roller skate in oh, reverse and twirl and shit. You see those old skate movies yeah. with black people? That's him. Yeah, wow. he can fucking hit a split. He flips <laughs> all while sucking his thumb and fucking a twelve-year-old. Correct? But does yeah. he do podcasts? I think that's yeah. my only question. Yeah, can we get him on the show? Um, <laughs> can we get I mean, Mr. Pat on the show? Is that ain't he no fucking Mr. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Daddy is what that character name is. Okay. <laughs> We call him no fucking Mr. Pat. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. baby daddy. He's sucking his thumb. He's, he's 50. He's sucking his thumb. Oh, and I was shit. like, nigga, will you please stop sucking your fucking thumb? You 50. Jesus Christ. And he still skate every Sunday. He swear he's going to live forever. He might. Uh, yeah, he that's sounds the kind of guy. Magical. Sounds like a wizard. Anybody who suck a dirty ass thumb at 50. Right. He's going to get a septic shock. I want to know about sucking. the crack dealing, though. How long? What's an average day? Like in terms that I of, made? Yeah. Um, and like hours, money, I probably made downs. about 10 grand a day. Come on. I'm not lying. $10,000 a day profit? Profit. Are well, you no, no, no. I was fronted. Me? I was fronted. Right. And you know, you, you get the quarter key and you cut it up and you owe this person eight grand and the rest is yours. So yeah, I went through a lot of crack. That's a lot, a of, lot money. of money. So you would make two to five thousand dollars profit a day, or something like that. I would make a, no. That would I would no, sell ten thousand dollars yeah. worth of crack a day. Uh huh. How see, how often would you get the quarter? Oh, probably. I would probably turn one. I could turn one over in a day or two. Got it. So in a year, you're what rich? I should have been rich. That's what I never understand. It's like because it sounds like money, if you sell crack you know for what? a year and a half, you well. Remember. When you when you selling crack, whatever comes fast go fast. And in the hood, so and I act because since I'm writing the book, I have to call him and I was like, did I make this kind of money? I even called the guy who supplied the crack and who still got money and I don't. Oh, he saved like, his money. Fuck yeah, he's smart as fuck. He just got out the federal pen, but he's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, was, did he get not knocked even up? For, for, he didn't even get knocked up. He got knocked up for uh, buying shit with the crack money that they couldn't. You know, right, you couldn't right, prove. right. So how did he launder it? We I don't, don't know. know. You right, didn't launder it at show. all. You just no, no, spent no. it. And... He just spent it. And you wouldn't even thought he sold crack. He looked like fucking a nerd. No, but oh, so he was he a Jewish like guy. You. Great, great, great. Yeah. Of course, Thank that's you. why I saved Thank his you. money. He was black. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> a black Jew, and I appreciate that. Uh, but wait, but you, you're making all this money, and you're not even thinking of laundering it. I'm 16. Right, you're just. Yeah, you're How the kid. fuck you think about that? You're all you think about is Jordans, clothes, and shopping. You dropped out of school, I take it. 
Yeah, I dropped that in eighth grade. But right. he but he was my boyfriend. So he takes a lot of money and spend it on his hoes. Right. And then he was having babies. Like every time I was pregnant, another bitch was pregnant. So the bitches would come to the trap. Get my baby pampers. Get my baby. He got like 20 kids now. So you taking my Is that money. Literally true? Yeah, that's literally true. <laughs> you go on Facebook. They all call him daddy. Oh, man. <laughs> he he the only mother nigga I know that signed everybody birth certificate. Uh. He signed one bitch birth certificate with three kids. He went to prison and did all that time got out and had to take a blood test on everybody this month i'm not lying so he had, he had like 25 kids supposedly been his so when you go to prison you have to pay child support especially to the people you was paying for before so all of these bitches said that that was his kids so he lost 10 kids in 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 dna saying that they wasn't his <laughs> but he gained them right back because the one he said it wasn't his ended up being his so he's just like uh, got an abacus of ch- of paternity. Don't know what the fuck abacus is, but they was Chinese little bead thing. I don't understand how someone can be that irresponsible. Like I can be a little right. bit irresponsible, nah, but just like this motherfucker raisin fucking. Do you think he's kind of out of his mind? Like he just had another baby. I was like, bitch, you work at Jiffy Lou. The fuck is a fifty year old nigga having a baby for? Why does he even and, bother working? Right. You know what I mean? Like for what? You know what? Because he was just he was paying me child support up to last year. Was he really? Fuck yeah, he was behind. Wait, how could he pay you child support? He was paying me child support. I'm just saying, how does a guy with 25 children uh, he pay gave me, anyone he child gave support? Me like, he was giving me like $15 a month. 15 and you would take it? Fuck yeah, I was taking it. <laughs> you thought I was going to turn that shit down? <laughs> that motherfucker shot me, I gave me crabs. I don't him. give a fuck. <laughs> I, will, I, I will put that child support card in the drawer and let that bitch add up. And when it's about $80, I go draw it out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you th- and you know what? Because my daughter was like, my daughter used to be like, close to him when they started talking and shit and she was like you should take him off child support i'm 28 i was like bitch fuck you you wasn't there when he gave me crabs and shot me and beat me this is my payment back fuck is you talking about wait hold on that fuck is you talking about he shot you uh yeah back it up a tick (laughs) yeah he shot me in the back of the head what Uh, how What a thirty-eight. What did you do? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck you mean? I hate you, motherfuckers. Pat, y'all all I know he wouldn't just shoot him over no reason. I don't like you, motherfucking woman beaters. Y'all all funniest nigga. I mean, y'all need some help. I don't know. I talked to the guy. He roller skates well. He sucks. Very fertile. Like a decent dude. Fertile as fuck. Yeah. He told. Wait. He told me. He told me directly that he's never shot a woman that didn't deserve it. So I want to hear your side of this story i want to hear you out he, he, he shot, shot you yeah For, what happened he said he didn't well we was over i had a guy over he come over supposed to be jealous and shit and the little pussy ass dude run so he say he say he wasn't trying so yeah you can't fuck a dude again after he runs right right and then he runs away <laughs> when a guy when so, your man come over fair you can't. enough i would run too so yeah you, I would too. You, did you bring him home like oh just come well on, i wasn't even look. fucking with daryl because oh shit i said the nigga night you but, well, you already like, said his name 15 minutes ago by oh i did yeah I wasn't even messing with him like that. We can that take it out. Because though. I don't, you don't take it out. He okay, don't listen to no fucking podcast. He can't read. <laughs> you don't need to read to listen First of all, that'd be perfect. He don't even know what a fucking podcast is, okay? That's hilarious. <laughs> he don't even got cable TV, so what the fuck that tell you? Um, 
So he comes over. And I heard because these bitches are, are dripping them dry for That's this right. child he support. That's right. He can't afford Otherwise cable. Otherwise, he would have yep. cable and would take literacy class. Mm-hmm. And yep. could Poor misunderstanding. know about. Understood, Daryl. Daryl, if you're listening. If you're roller skating right now. If it's yeah. a slow jam came on and they, for some reason, put this episode of The Champs on. Over that That motherfucker got speaker. roller skates in no car at 50. Uh, I was like, uh, it's time to let this shit go, okay? That's shit right there. <laughs> So but he funny. got like three hundred dollar roller skate, and I told him, "Look, I said you he he undercover gay, right?" I said, "Wait, you, no, he's not gay. I think he's gay. How this, could he be? Listen, gay? this motherfucker got pom poms on his skate. I, mean, I hear you. That's a that's a salient I argument. Mean, I mean, anybody got pom poms on their skates is gay. Yeah, no but if you were question. the lawyer, if you were the lawyer, and you said uh, your honor has pom poms, and he would say." Well, I have 50,000 children right now. Isn't it, yeah. Is there no evidence stacked towards my heterosexuality? That's before the 50,000 kids. Yeah. When I was his girlfriend, <laughs> I would go to the skate ring. And I was like, why the fuck you got pom-poms on your skate with baby bales? You know the baby bales? <laughs> I feel like he's just confident. I mean, yeah, he's just confident. He's fuck just got y'all. swag. <laughs> called swag see that's a, a lot of these bitches don't get swag <laughs> see just, a lot of these bitches will run away from swag yep, like that yep 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 when the swag is too it's yeah well you got mighty. those pom-pom bells i mean okay so baby bells so you brought you brought this guy home yeah and he comes over and mm-hmm. then we gets into it and the guy run, runs off so he called i guess he called himself pistol whipping me and the gun went off and it cracked the shit out the back of my head and it was like big Holy ass shit. hole back there is that the only time you've been shot no, I got shot in the titty too by the another bullet nigga. Went in your head? I don't. It just cracked my skull. Don't ask stupid questions. So I questions, went to the hospital. Neil. I don't know. The, <laughs> <laughs> the bullet went somewhere. <laughs> like he was pistol whipped. I thought you pistol whipped with the butt. Nah, he slapped me with the pistol. And he said the and gun made off. a mistake and went the off. The gun made a mistake. That's <laughs> yeah. the greatest yeah. defense strategy ever. Do it. Your Honor, the gun made a mistake. I yeah. don't know what That's happened. That's what he said. Because, you know, after I got out of the hospital, I'm so fucking ghetto. So I was so fucking stupid in love. I called him. I was like, oh, you shot me. You love me. Come get me. Fuck. We went oh, home. that was proof to you that he loved you. Yeah, because my mama said if a nigga don't hit you, he don't love you. And so if he shoots you, he fuck. This is a, a love for the I'm ages. I'm number one. I mean, <laughs> I'm number <yeah>. one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listeners, I've grown up now. Hey, bitches, don't get punched in the face. It's not worth it. Well, okay, so let me ask you, just to put a pin in this, like, you're obviously super intelligent. And so at the time that you were in the middle of all this, did you have moments of, like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I – this is insane. Or were you just in that life and that was that? Um, Later on in life I started, probably around – Six, 17, I started to kind of grow up some because you get tired of the bitches. I kept beating up his baby mamas. He kept having babies. It just kept problems. And I was, and I started to realize, hey, I can't be a drug dealer forever. You know, this nigga ain't going to take me nowhere. I'm going to be on this fucking corner forever fucking around here with him. So most of it was just being a kid. I think it was just being a kid because I raised yeah. myself. So I made a lot of mistakes and I had to say, hey, bitch. You got kids yourself, you know. And right. then I, I started to think, well, what if I get killed out here? Who the fuck going to take care of my babies? Not this motherfucker who can't read and got babies everywhere and hoes everywhere. He didn't. Even, he just slept with bitches all around town. Right. He never had an address. Right. What a gay, what so a gay motherfucker. So when I would take out a child support one on him, I would send the fucking detective to the skating ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the detective's like, now, uh, this is your baby's mother. Are you sure he's not gay? I mean, the, the <laughs> skating ring. Does he have baby bells? <laughs> baby bells. What is you, it? Like bell you know bottoms? The little, you know the little bells that be on kids' shoes? Yeah. 
the little two bells. He sure. put them on his shoes. <laughs> sure, pom so I like this guy. Yeah. Um, all right, and then so you had this moment of like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I got to get my shit together. Oh wait, how do you get shot in the titty? I was selling dope, arguing with a dude one time in in the neighborhood, just old hater ass nigger. And uh, I put a, I like how you intermittently car. drop an ER in there, just like every yeah, time. you had a choice. You yeah. came to a fork in that word, and you yeah, went, you went ER. towards yeah. the more white uh, version, oh, the more racist, the yeah. ER. Oh, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, I hey, listen. she don't have to concern herself with yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> um, so you're arguing with the dude in the street, and he he well, he come up and he spit on my car, and I just got my car painted pearl white with all the flakes in it. You know, that was a shit back in the '80s. So you were like a baller, like you yeah, had a, a lot baller. of money. Yes, I had a lot of. You money. You weren't some like middle and little like pathetic. No. I was rat. living in fucking fancy apartments and fucking didn't even have a job. I was 16. Uh-huh. Do you worry about getting caught when you're selling crack? Uh, yeah, because I got caught, but not really. Well, they couldn't really fuck with me because I was underage. Right. So what you going to do with a juvenile? Hmm? Right. Send him to so, juvenile detention? Well, uh, juvenile detention at that time, you got to remember, I was selling crack in the 80s. Right. So me at the time, you could actually get locked up for selling crack and get a bun. No, you're actually the reason that they changed the laws. Uh, not me, some know, other motherfuckers. No, but whoever, <laughs> that, that generation of yeah, drug dealers, the law. black crack dealers, they changed the law so that they could send children to prison, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's that, right? I mean, yeah. that generation yeah. of kids. Which is so insane because the whole reason that you couldn't be prosecuted as a juvenile is because children shouldn't be sent to prison. They shouldn't be. That shouldn't happen. They should be sent to some so, diversion. And everybody knew that I was underage. And honestly, the police who chased me for about three years, he said, bitch, I'm not going to lock you up until you're 17. Georgia had just changed that law where you used to go to jail at um, you used to go to jail at 18. But they changed it to 17 because of, I think the crack epidemic. So. My birthday is April the second. I got my first crack. I got my first drug charge April the tenth. Oh, it's wow. by like the you, dude? Why the dude that by said? By the police officer. I had this crazy ass white dude. Fuck. Excuse my friends. This was a crazy cracker. He would jump out. Oh, of now tree. we're gonna excuse your friends. <laughs> 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 uh, wait a minute wait, hold on no, one second one don't thing. you use that kind yeah. of language on this podcast his name is officer beard for atlanta narcotics he wasn't even narcotics he was a regular police officer and you know sometimes regular police police officers just find people in the hood oh i'm gonna take this person now but he knew i was underage mm-hmm. he said you can sell all the crack you want but as soon as you turn 17 your ass is so going you to could jail. have just made your money i was they wasn't really but you could have made your money in the three years you were doing it yeah and got out of the game I didn't think like that. Yeah. Because I didn't think. Because like, you're, you're 16. To me, me, all of this is a story of a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, all these choices, every choice here is like a kid, just in these adult-ass situations and circumstances, you know. What and was, he what didn't we, even really catch me. My cousin, them, used to sell crack for me. My nieces, them. Um, so, my cousin hid the crack, and he found it. And he was like, I'm not going to lock her up. I'm going to lock your ass up. Because he was up on the hill on the ground looking at us. He was surveilling you? Yes. Got it. That's just like the wire. Yes. My life was a lot like the wire. I could not watch that shit for nothing. Really? My husband loved it. And he kept saying, you need to watch it. And when I watched that show, that shit brought back memories like Did crazy. I tell you what my buddy Tony said? Who was from D.C. and he sold drugs in D.C. And there was like a big rivalry between D.C. and Baltimore drug dealers. And I go, uh, I'm going to say the N-word. Um, he goes, he I go, Tony, you ever watch uh, The Wire? And he goes, why would I watch a show about a bunch of niggas I used to rob? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the Baltimore people? Yeah, he used to rob dudes soft. from Baltimore. Yeah, That's funny. I felt that way watching. Do you ever see the movie Kids? Uh, yeah. It's a movie. That's exactly how I felt watching. It's like, I can't. 
ingest this as entertainment because it's like it looks like a day out of my life. Like I love that movie. Yeah, except without for the, the very re- for the very real for the same reason. Yeah, it was like, like the be- a, these are the that's the best with, movie about uh, just hanging out in New York during the day in the summer. That's like it's like that and Breathless, the French movie, are like the best movies about just like fucking during the day yeah. when it's hot. I want to, speaking of movies, shout out to, speaking of what we're talking about with these juvenile sentences and how they change the laws, uh, my friend Josh, uh, Joshua Rolf, Rolf, Rolfi, I don't, he's got an accent, but anyway, he's listening right now, so he'll know I don't know how to pronounce his fucking last name. He did a documentary called Lost for Life about juveniles who were in jail for life, uh, which is, it's on Netflix, and it's so fucked up and so fucking depressing and so real, but that's basically the sort of challenge, the question he asks is, should kids ever basically be sent to... Well, kids are different. Do you think that breed. you should have gotten sentenced as an adult? Like, as a kid, now you're an adult. No. Do you feel like I was a kid and I deserve to be treated like a kid? Well, I think everybody deserves a ch- second chance. That's yeah. what I'm getting there in life. So, I mean, if it's not for senseless murder, if it's for drugs, of course. Yeah. Right. You know, if you, if you didn't kill nobody or molest nobody or hurt nobody, of course, if you were selling drugs, no, I don't think you should get life. I think you should, especially a kid. I mean, because people are only, only a, a product of their environment. You're trying to survive. Right. Yeah. You know, I but, had two fucking kids and my mama died at 16. Right. When I was 16, she and, died. And then they. You How know, did you take that? Did that just feel like more garbage coming your way? Man, I, my life was so going so fast. I really didn't even give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Again, it's like a 16-year-old girl being thrown these fucked-up circumstances. But, I mean, I guess the counter-argument to that is, like, that the anti-drug people would make is, like, well, look at what crack is doing to communities or whatever. Was there a moment? Nobody gave a fuck about black people anyway. Right. Carl Hart. Right, so it never was about that. It was never. It was just about you probably taxpayer money, probably, if you can tax crack in the hood. Well, what do you think that the war on drugs was? Do you think that – go. go. I'm just curious. What what do you think the war on drugs was about? Was if people – I I agree with you – People didn't really care they about didn't those really give a fuck to it went to the white community. Right. They didn't so they really give a fuck. When those white kids was coming to the black community to buy drugs right. and they was getting robbed and getting raped, then it became a concern. Or even getting the crack. So they yeah. want to take these dealers off the streets and yeah. send them away forever so these like That's nice all white about. children can't buy it. Well, yeah. there's yeah. also the right. idea that uh, Carl Hart, who wrote a book called High Price and he teaches a Columbia black dude, he's in that movie. Um, Oh, he's uh, a dreadlock dude. That yeah, talks, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he's in the house I live in, and he's—I think he'll come on next time. Uh-huh. We're both in New York, but he was saying that the black community was just as bad before crack. Yeah. It's like it didn't get any fucking. The crime rates didn't go up. Like right. their murder stayed the same, crime stayed basically the same. Like, and the, his other observation is all that shit about you smoke crack once and you're hooked. One in ten people get addicted to crack. That's so. It's basically like drinking. It's the same kind yeah. of. It's, yeah. uh, to me, you gotta want it. I mean, I never tried drugs. I mean, because my mama was no, no. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I mean, I tried a little weed, but I was like, you know, I don't want to get. I didn't want to be a part of that environment. Like my my family is on drugs. My mama was on weed. My sisters on crack. My brother. I don't want to be a part of that bullshit. Everybody's on alcohol. Well, that's funny that you didn't want to fall into that trap, right? That you fell into the kid trap. Exactly. I was just thinking like how you could be making so many bad choices, but made one probably instrumentally good choice. Well, you know what? I, I tell you, when I got pregnant and I could have had an abortion, maybe nobody, only person really stepped to me about an abortion. He asked me, I should get an abortion, but you know, and I was like, I don't want to get an abortion. Then when the wife showed up, but I, in my head, 
all the shit I had been through in my life in those 14 years, I figured if I would have this baby, I would finally have somebody that truly loved me. Right. Yeah. So I kept it. So and that's who, why. Who wouldn't be lying like thumb sucking motherfucker who would be telling you the truth when they said they loved you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't love me. Yeah. yeah. He said he loved me. Yeah, well, he, he checked didn't love the me. yes box, but the yeah. baby is a is a living yes yes box. Yeah, and how is your relationship with with the babies, with the kids? My kids are great. My daughter uh they graduated. They now, I heard that. she eats pussy like a motherfucker. Is that correct? <laughs> she what? I heard she eats pussy like a motherfucker. <laughs> I heard her pussy was <laughs> pussy eating fall game off. was uh, no, it's not going to fall off. It's going to stay intact. I heard if she <laughs> bought her pussy all the game is really out of control apparently. She loves pussy. Don't she we all? Pussy. Yeah. Uh, and you, they're, they're, you know, good people. Yeah, they the great. Kids. My son works every day. My daughter, they both graduated high school. She went off to college and she lives in Atlanta. He lives uh, in Indianapolis with me. Great. He's great. I got one grandbaby. And you have two kids. Is it I got four kids. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two by my husband. So, okay. So you're 17 and you, you have this sort of beginning dawning realization. Like I got to fucking get out of this yes. nonsense. What do you I, do? I meet a man. Uh-huh. Is, who just okay. got out of the military, out of the Persian Gulf. So I meet him, and we hook up, and we move in together. Uh, I think we had been married maybe three months. We had been together. We had been together. We had been together maybe three, four months. And my sister's on crack really bad, leaving her kids in the house, fucking up her kids' life. And defects called me and said, you come get these four kids, or we're going to put them in defects. What's defects? The it's defects in Atlanta is child, oh, child protective service. Okay, got it. So <laughs> I'm in this new relationship. And he's like, don't go get them goddamn kids. <laughs> I was like, I can't let my nieces go to defects. So I went and got them. So instantly, this man was a dad of six kids. Oh, wow. And None uh, of them are his. None of them was his. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want to go back to the Persian Gulf. I prefer now, war. <laughs> is it true that you have two pussies? Is that true? What the that, fuck are you talking what about? I'm saying, I don't know what, what he's talking guy about would ever go for like six kids. You would have to have two pussies and a cafeteria. Yeah, a two pussies and a cafeteria. Yeah, but you, you, you overcommitted on how serious you were. You're like, no, is it true that you have two pussies? Yeah, no. I was like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? Believable. I thought you were talking about my neighbor because sometimes my neighbor get dubbed as a Yeah. I you wish know, you were talking about deep navel. I, I wish you were talking about navel. No, I'm talking about your navel, of course. Yeah. But, so this dude has six children, has never had any children of his own. Never had any kids oh, of his life. Shit. Of his own. And Man, did and you must be wonderful in bed. Yeah. Like what was the appeal for him, do you think? Um you he said only reason he stayed is because he had signed a twelve month lease on our apartment. It's hilarious. He had good credit. So he's like, I wasn't going to let you fuck up my credit. That's funny. And did you, are you still with him? Fuck yeah, it's been 23 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> you trapped that motherfucker. That is you know funny. what's crazy? Because I had an abortion, and they when you on Medicaid, back in the day when Medicaid paid for an abortion, they just let motherfuckers come in randomly practice on how to give you an abortion. So this lady done cut an asshole out of me, just fucked me all up. And so I couldn't have babies. So I went and got myself fixed. You know, and then my, I have to have a surclard. So what? A surclarge. That's when I get pregnant. If I don't get this cloth to tie the baby up, it'll just drop out my asshole. So <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, your asshole or your Not pussy? My pussy. All right. I, I, so I had a miscarriage. I got pregnant and Let's had a miscarriage. Let's be medically specific about this. <laughs> now, literally, your, your asshole, your, or your asshole, pussy? or your pussy? <laughs> my pussy. It needs a cloth. No, it's called a surclarge. It's oh, a procedure it's some that of, gotcha. some women who can't hold the baby in their uterus. Got it. So you have to get it fixed for nine months, and they go in and take it out. So I had to. Get my uh my my 
my shit fixed to have a baby by him. Right, to use the professional nomenclature. Yeah, get yeah. your shit fixed so that the baby doesn't fall out your yeah, asshole. so the okay. baby don't fall out. Because like, yeah. I wanted to have kids by him because we've I mean, right. we been together over 10 years. No, no you owed him a kid. I feel like. Well, I figured with if I have a kid. With these six children that he's raising. <laughs> did, this, did, he, did your sister's kids end up staying with you guys? Ten years oh, we Jesus raised those Christ. kids. And she came and got them and fucked their lives up. So they're in the same predicament we in. I got a, you know what's crazy? Because now we got one of her girls back. She got four, 23 years old and got four fucking kids. Baby oh, daddy in jail. Doing drive-bys and robbery and shit, and she was all fucked up and emotionally beat down. I mean, just fucked up. I picked her up uh, Christmas before last, homeless with four kids, a two-week-old baby. Now, do you think the only reason that you are together and a comic that's working and funny and smart and do, is because you met this guy, or do you think you had some sort of supernatural? I think no, it was. It, let I don't me mean supernatural. So. I just mean like some intelligence. He thing. helped me. He yeah. helped me a lot because you know what? I was so fuck in the world, like stealing and, you know, just doing all kind of crazy shit. And he just sat me down and said, this is not how real people live. You need to get a job. I was like, get a job, niggas. You crazy. You know, back, back then we was like forging checks and shit. You can go steal somebody's credit card and make five and $600 for that day. And he's like, no. He said, "Those." He said, you hurting people. I was like, I don't know them niggas. Who's people? Who? Yeah. <laughs> oh, people? Bring them here. People. Bring them here. You know? Bring him here. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, you fucking up their credit. And, you know, credit meant something to him because right. he had good credit. credit he based his a- entire life around credit. Yeah. <laughs> Financially, he's like, well, I will have a child with you because I've heard that that adds to a credit score. Did he? Uh, did he? Does he have a good job? Fuck yeah, he worked for General Motors. Uh-huh. He works. He makes the Allison transmission. That's what my husband do for a living. God, I don't think I know that one. That's the number one transmission in the world. It's in all those fucking school bucks. Oh, well, he makes it for the military. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. And they they haven't shut down. No. All right. But good. they also go and like they made a special transmission to keep. Uh, I guess to put in those. Whatever they use over there overseas, yeah. What is that thing called? The Humvees. The Humvees, and shit? yeah, yeah. Sure. But he makes them for like tractor trailers and stuff like That's that. That's in Indi- Indi- Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And so, did you guys move together from Atlanta to Indy? Yeah, got it. Oh, okay. And what was your dawning realization of like I got to stop doing crime? Was it just that conversation? Him. Yeah. Well, he was like, he was like, I can't. He's like, you can't. He said, I just got out of the military. He said, you cannot be selling crack. And I cannot take you home to my mom with your name Rabbit. He was like, "You gotta get your life together." <laughs> I forgot your name's Rabbit. That's pretty great. How could we forget? Yeah, yeah. he's like, "You gotta get your life together." I mean, you gotta get your shit together. And I was like, "How?" And so I had some crack left, and I gave it to my niece, and I was like, I'm going to give it a chance. And I went and got a job at McDonald's. Oh, my God. That was fucking horrible. Well, that's the fucking cycle, right? It's like the same thing with stripping. It's like people, you have to take such a crazy jump down in income yes. in order to get yeah. back up to a normal, so people don't, can't get You out. may never get to that level again. It's hard that's to make $5,000 a day. It's very, yeah. very hard. I mean, I do it all the time. But well, you do it. You're special. I stay making $5,000 well, a day. not me. <laughs> not even yet. How long? was it okay so you get a job at mcdonald how long until you stop looking back at that crack in the rearview mirror that crack sales and going oh i want that life probably back. a couple of years yeah it was a couple of years because after that we moved to we moved into we rented a house for about five or six years with my sister kids and um 
you know, I was trying to do the monthly shit, you know, working at Target and Walmart. It was fucking miserable not to have any money. And, you know, right. my, at the time, my husband wasn't working at General Motors. He was working at, uh, he was doing, he was working at Simmons Mattress. And then he started doing construction. He was only making like $13 an hour. That's the other thing is you not only do you not make any money, you work very hard. Yes. You're a McDonald's yeah. fucking and I slaving got, away. And you could be just hanging out selling rock. And I got six kids. And right. only thing, only thing. Uh, the government gave me was two hundred and thirty-five dollars a month for six kids and eleven hundred dollars in food stamps. Two hundred and thirty-five dollars ain't shit. No, but two hundred fifty dollars if you had that fifteen dollars in child support from a thumb-sucking well, no, baby he was, bell. No, hey. he was in prison, so I wasn't getting no child support <laughs> from nobody, daddy. What? What? Yes, I was. Her, three of her kids, daddy, was giving me one hundred forty-five dollars a month. So, so you were broke and working your ass off, and for six kids. God damn, that's so years. hard. That's so hard to not. Get go back to the temptation. I mean, it must have just been a. Constant do you feel? Struggle. Did you feel guilt? Like when you saw your niece at Christmas? Do you feel? Fuck yeah, like guilty. Well, you know, like, once they left, they started to drop out of school and they started to get on drugs. Like some of them on drugs really bad. And when my sister came and snatched up them kids. Because the people was like, Maypop should get her kids back. And I was like, no, because Maypop is just like my fucking mama. And she's going to do the same thing to her girls, what my mama did to me. And we, see, I only had temporary custody. I, I, I never wanted permanent what do you, custody. When you say what my mama did to me, what do you mean? Just like neglect? You know, just then protect us, let fucking people molest us, you know, fucking and take care of us, you know, yeah. stay drunk all the time. You know, when you're a parent, you got to be aware. Yeah. And you, you got to think, I mean, the choices you make got to be mainly for those kids' sake. Yeah. And my sister was just like my fucking mama. And she just let them girls get on drugs, and they selling pussy, they shake dancing. So I cried many nights because I know the 10 years that I invested into them, that's not how they was raised. Yeah. They all smoked cigarettes, and on, oh, they just horrible. So do you think that the only difference between you and your sister is that you got lucky? Or do you no, think- I I want it out. You got to want right, out. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I mean, I could have had the same mentality and say, well, you ain't going to stay over here in the hood with me. Fuck you then. Right. There's also a thing where right. if yeah. you, I think personally, if you grow up around alcohol and alcoholism, you either become an alcoholic or you're like, oh, I'm never yeah. fucking. That shit is poison. Yeah. yeah. It is poison. So, yeah. you know. When I, especially, see, when I had that first baby, that did a lot for me. I was mm-hmm. like, you motherfuckers are not going to stick your fingers in my baby ass. You're not going to molest, you're not going to mistreat my kids. My kids will not be around this bullshit. Even though I, my, like, my daughter remember me selling drugs and being out there, I think she still had a pretty decent life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even though I sold drugs in the hood in front of her school, I, we didn't live there. Sure, I was in front of her before. school. Yeah, well, you was, got your shit together anyway. I mean, I she was also, there before the no school, yeah, no, no, no drug school. Say, yeah, but I'm saying you. Your also, daughter's first words were rabbit, correct? And <laughs> it was rabbit pussy. Yeah, she rabbit, does rabbit love pussy. pussy. <laughs> I love my mom first, pussy second. <laughs> but I mean, she also has the memory of you getting your shit together. So that's a good, positive, beautiful yeah. memory. So, that, so there's that too. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's the greatest part of it. Now, my son don't remember shit. Right. Like, she was there when I got shot. Right. Titty shot or headshot? Uh, titty shot. Titty shot. Okay. Yeah, she was there. Right. She the one told the police what really happened. I'm like, what shut the, the fuck up. What was the titty shot one about? 
Uh, arguing with a guy, he shot me with a forty-five oh, right, right. in the titty. You're selling car. He spit on your car. You had the flakes in there. So yeah, he had the flakes in so, there. <laughs> okay, so now in the rearview mirror, the that 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 life is becoming more and more distant. And this I don't life, give a fuck about that life. Right. This I don't, life I don't be- like to be called rabbit. Either. Oh, I don't mean now. I mean, I mean. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, in the yeah. timeline we're in, that's going, that's disappearing. Yeah. And now you're like working your ass off, six kids. What comes next? How do you become? Miss Pat, the comedian. How you, um, what's the I switch take there? A, I take a um, trip to the welfare office because Bill Clinton was the president, second term, and he did that whole welfare reform shit. But so, can we talk about welfare for a second? Sure. What do you think about welfare? Now? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about it then, and what do you think about it now? I mean, I... I to me, well, back then, it was all about what you can get free because that's the mentality that I was right. in. And so now that I'm a taxpayer, I think I feel like everybody else. It's a program there to help you. Now it shouldn't it shouldn't last. It should have a limit, like it does. That's Bill Clinton makes sure that you can only get it for a certain time. But back in the day, you can get it till your child was 18. That's fucking retirement for some people. And I mean, I feel I I think it's. I don't like handouts now. I don't want you to do a motherfucking thing for me. I think you. I think if you go out and, and, and you make these situations in your life, you should make a way to pay for what you do. So, How many people that are on welfare do you think are the trifling-ass welfare? A lot plan? of them. It's so of- many fucking schemes out there. I got cousins them. I mean, now the new welfare is earned income credit. EIC. That's the new shit. You get somebody, baby, you claim them on taxes, you get a ton of money. I mean, my niece taught me so much new ghetto shit. I'm like, are you fucking serious? You just sell your fucking baby social security number for a thousand dollars? I said, duh, bitch, if you would have got a job, you'd have got more th- more money. My niece worked this year. Every year she would sell her kids for a thousand dollars in the hood. Mm-hmm. Each social security. That's what they do in the hood. The bitch worked this year, got $9,000 back. Now I'm sitting at the house because my husband made six figure and I do pretty good. And I'm like, well, goddamn, bitch, we ain't getting no $9,000 <laughs> back. <laughs> I, I what do they, they sell the, the social security number and then Does what? Does somebody sign up that child and get benefits for that child yeah. on their, their benefit thing? Oh, that's does the she new keep shit. getting it? Or the What's only the, they do it. it. They do it. People who don't work. Okay. They sell their kids. Right. Like, say, my, okay, my niece is on welfare and she got five kids. She sell each child. So if you get $1,500 per child, that's a lot of fucking money. But why not get the benefits from the child, from the welfare benefits yourself? I no, those know. are not welfare benefits. Those are earned earn income credit. Uh-huh. Like, if you got a job and she didn't have a job, but you need a dependent to claim. I so that's you. the new shit. But I would rather live in a world where, you know, people. T- where a thousand people are taking advantage of the system and five thousand people that need it get their benefits, then the opposite to be true. Where you can't take advantage of the system, but if you're needy and hungry, you can't get shit, and the government's like, "Go fuck yourself." That's, I mean, but that's what I'm trying to figure out is how much fraud is there. But, it's you know a lot I mean? of fraud in anything. Do you think more? Yeah. Right, but I'm there's saying you think fraud, it's more than half. Plenty of hungry think moms. There's a, there's, you know what? Let me tell you something. So when I became a taxpayer, and I was like, "Oh, so I survived all of this shit." This shit ain't still going on in the world. You know, kids are not hungry. Ain't no way to fuck. It's 2015. No, ain't no fucking hungry kids out there. I pick up my niece kid three years ago. I'm on the road. My husband called me. My niece got a baby that's four years old. And he said, you ain't going to believe what Yolanda said. I said, what? So my niece is in the kitchen with Yolanda. She said, mama, at this house, we eat every day. 
And I was like, oh, my fucking God. This yeah. shit is still going on. But if you're not in that environment, you don't realize that shit is real out there. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe she was homeless with four fucking kids. I couldn't believe that she, in 2015 that you have four fucking kids and never had a goddamn job. I sold dope. I fucking sold cookies. I hustled my ass off. You sat on your ass and continue to have babies that you could not fucking afford. Bitch, you could have swallowed. Do you think... You could have got on birth control. You yeah, about you to, think I was about what, to vote you for you for Senate, but and then you said that you could have swallowed. swallowed. We went we were, I was getting ready to start an applause break. <laughs> yeah. I was going to hit the applause line. Uh, do you think, but is your niece not in the same position that you were in, which is this baby will love me? No. They was just having them. To be fucking having them. They didn't give a fuck. Not responsible I mean, enough Because you know to. what? Even after, even after my two and my abortion, I did get on birth control. I didn't want it anymore. I knew I couldn't take care of them motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, for you to just keep having them every time this nigga get out of jail, he get you pregnant. Oh, duh. You know the first thing I did for her when she moved me? Got that bitch too tied. I said, let's go tie this pussy up. I put a... I'm you did tell- the same person that cut your asshole open, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that doctor? Doctor asshole? <laughs> I do this stuff personally because I, I was raised on welfare too. And like, yeah, I know. Whenever somebody talks about in the abstract about people on welfare, the the people taking advantage of the system, it's not that there aren't people like that. I know that, but it's the person talking about how terrible that is almost never are people that have ever met anybody on welfare. It's, uh, you, never experienced. Never it. experienced that kind of stuff. I, I don't want that. Like people's like, you should be a Republican, Miss Pat. Uh, probably I think like one. But I won't vote like one because my whole thing is why vote against shit you might need again yeah. you know what i'm saying there's people out there that really needs help and then did you i don't give a fuck what you do in this world people gonna find frog and all, all yeah. kind of bullshit even all congress some of us steal our money every day eat nine thousand dollar dinner and have somebody suck their dick on a regular and then come back and smile in your face act like they fighting for you that's the same thing taking taxpayer money right and fucking lock the fucking black governor up or whatever the fuck he was in detroit for stealing this shit well, they that, lock him up all the time that's exactly that the argument that matt taibbi was making in that article about police brutality and, and killings is like while we're looking at this disparity while there's violence against the black community perpetrated by the police at the same time we're living in a reality where people on welfare are you know this dude's selling loose cigarettes and he gets murdered people in the on wall street are literally robbing yeah, the entire robbing country. entire fucking yeah, country and it's legal because and it's they legal. changed the law they, yeah. it's legal so that's, that's why the, it's even it's like adding insult to the worst injury yeah it's also and, and, very hard to prove that's the other thing. It takes you, you if you see well, a guy you, selling Lucy, you should go. Well, it's not really Lucy's. hard to prove. They tell on they fucking sell because they pull in their garage and blow their brains out. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Don't they do that all the time? Uh, not as much you'd hope as you would hope. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my manager. I said, you know, I, I got I ran out of gas. Uh, in Indianapolis, and I'm waiting on my husband on a dark street where I live at, and this white police officer pull up. And now I, I ain't fucking committed a crime in twenty some years, but with all this violence going on with this killing this shit, he scared the shit out of me. I'd rather fight a motherfucker with a pistol than to get this police officer to help me. Hmm. And he's like, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm okay." And he's like, "You want me to help you?" And my mind went. Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, yeah. the dude. I was like, no, I'm okay. He was like, well, your car's in the street. Let me push you out of the street. And I'm saying to myself, get the fuck away from me. But, you know, he was nice. Right. But being black and I'm a black female, that shit scared the shit out of me. 
Well, that's the reality. That just the well, black males have it way worse. Well, yeah, but, but I'm a black woman, and I'm still scared. Right. And I got two black young men. Yeah. You know, like I live in an all white neighborhood, really upscale, nice neighborhood. And I tell my son, like they do this thing in the neighborhood where they ring the people doorbell and they run. I live around a fucking bunch of gun toting people. They know the kids in the neighborhood, but you got the right, right. to shoot a motherfucker if he playing at your door, right? And I told my son, I said, you the fattest fucker in this group. You're going to get popped first because they're going to run off and leave your big black ass and you slow because your thighs scrub together. <laughs> so I keep, I keep him in the house. He's like, I can't go out. booster if I've ever heard yeah. one. But I mean, it's, it's, I, mean no, I'm, right. I don't fucking sugarcoat. I tell my children it's true. Look, well, motherfucker, what, you black. You know, the thing about hitting your kids, I think Chris Rock was saying, he goes, you know, in the black community, there are physical consequences for fucking up. You'll get shot. Yes. You'll get like you know what I mean. Right. So it's like it's not. You need to kind of slap the kids so that you under that they understand. Like, hey, if you fuck around like this with somebody else, they will hurt you. I guess. I, but what good is it? What good? But is it do you know what? People have stopped getting shot as a result of corporal punishment. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's not going to stop, but you, I mean, to, for me to live in an all white community and all of these kid, black boys are getting killed, I try to make my 14 year old aware. He's like, no, oh, these are my friends. I don't give a right. fuck. You might have a fucking yeah. George Zimmer, any other crazy well, motherfucker well, out here. Well, yeah. That's exactly the definition of white privilege is to be able to look from a yeah. position where you could never understand what it's like to be afraid of a cop that's offering to help you. And you know what? you don't live in that reality. And you know what the fuck they white friends say? Gary can't come outside at night because his mama's scared he's going to get killed. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, of course. You motherfucker bring y'all little white pale ass in here and sit down with Gary and go watch Boondocks before I tell your mama. <laughs> <laughs> they love thighs scraping sorry yeah yeah I um, mean and that's the reality I got two black sons I tell my son I told my son the other day I was like if you ever get pulled over don't be confrontational just say yes sir no I don't want you to be shot my son was like mama I don't go nowhere I don't wait they're gonna shoot me it's on call of duty right I was like, thank God for they Call might, of Duty. But I heard that they're looking for guys with thigh scrubbing right now. I heard that the police <laughs> have an APB out on a scrubby thigh. <laughs> Will the, I mean, he is going to have to go out eventually, though. Who, well, he Your do son. go out yeah. during the day. All right. So, okay. So, and I know you you got to run. We got to re- get towards the end. But what? How did you become a comedian? How did all this weird oh, insanity okay. turn into So I go a to the welfare career? office and I have a scheme going. So you get you get these little white case work. I always got a scheme going. Yeah. So you this is what? after crack. This is Yeah, after crack, after I'm married, after I got my sister's kids. So I go to the welfare office and uh, I just give these sob ass stories. Oh, you know, I had two kids at 15. I dropped out of school. I did this. And you tell her, you know, some white guilt I was trying to get out sure. of this yeah. case work. She'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You had such a horrible life. And, you know, they would give you extra shit. Like tell you about free shit that nobody else knows. Uh-huh. So one day I go in there, it's time to recertify, and I get a black case work. I'm like, oh shit, this whole hill. You know how they are. <laughs> you know how these she, black people are. She ain't gonna be easy. She fucked so, Daryl. She's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no. So I started telling her the stories, and this bitch busts out laughing. And I was like, what are you laughing at? She was like, this shit is funny. You should be a comedian. I was like, this shit ain't funny. <laughs> and she's like, you are hilarious. She's like, you should Google Richard Pryor. You, you know, these stories are a lot like his life. And I was like, what the fuck is Richard Pryor and what is a comedian? And I went home and Googled it. And I was like, well, maybe I am. Let me give it a try. You'd never seen stand-up before that? No, never. I saw Richard Pryor in movies, but I couldn't understand. I didn't see his stand-up. Never had seen his stand-up. How, how old are you at this point? Uh, 
17. Oh, you were. Oh, okay, so you've been. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I was about 17. Never seen. Oh, you I were young still when oh, you, you got there. Yeah, yeah. I got you. You're 17. And so you went home and thought, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I went home and Googled the people that she named out, the black comedian. Richard Pryor was one of them. Uh-huh. I had heard of Bill Cosby because I think he had, a, he had the show out. Uh-huh. But I'd never really seen his stand-up. So I just started Googling, like, black comedian. And I was like, you get paid to tell your business? I think I can do that. Huh. <laughs> and when was this? What year was this? Um, well, I'm 11, 12 years in, 12 years ago. Okay, wow, yeah. Yeah, so I gave it a try. So I told my husband, I was like, I'm a comedian. And by, by this time, I done had a 9,000 job. He's like, oh, here we go with this bullshit. He's like, you're not a comedian. You're not funny. I was like, fuck you, my caseworker say I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the first uh, welfare-based uh, comedy intervention of all time. I, did, I don't believe that's ever happened before. Yeah, did they? All right, so then how did it, how long do you, were you, did you do well the first time you did it? I did stuff? do well because I can joan. You know what joan is. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, talk about people. So I just went up and started joning people and they thought I was fucking hilarious. And I was like, I'm a comedian. <laughs> then I realized that ain't fucking comedy. Wait, joan, you're saying just clowning people. In the audience, people. clowning oh, on yeah, people okay, in the audience. Gotcha. Yeah. Look at this motherfucker with yeah. a tight ass shirt. Look at this motherfucker yeah. right here. He's wearing yeah. this outfit, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I did a little of that. Sure. And then I just kept going. And I, you know, I was on the urban scene. Then we right. moved. And that fucking just floored me. Oh, you yeah, because you were in Atlanta. There's oh, you shit were, to do the there. You were at the Uptown or something? Is Uptown. It? Yeah. And you know, Uptown is br- brutal. Very, they would yeah. kill your motherfucker. I've seen them choke niggas because they wasn't funny. <laughs> do you know about this club? <laughs> no, I've heard of it. They would but do I, this. Yeah. It, was it the Midnight Show that was the most oh, notorious? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen people, the, the security... Called wasting, it called wasting stage time. You wasn't funny. You get choked in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> one time I was. They used to throw like Nerf balls at you yeah. when they didn't like you. So I'm at this open mic and this dude. I, I mean, I'm three months in and this motherfucker hit me in the right here in the top of my head with a Nerf ball and my period had just came on, so I was miserable. And I said, "Fuck these jokes, nigga. Hit me with another Nerf, a Nerf ball. I'm gonna jump off this stage and whoop your motherfucking ass." And everybody's like, "Yeah." I I got a standing ovation. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I was like, oh, I killed. That's, that's your closer now, right? You someone <laughs> no. yeah, you, you get an audience plant. You get Daryl to Fuck skate in, throw a ball at you, skate out, suck his thumb. Yeah. Um, so you moved to, in, so you got, did you get big in Atlanta or you just were straight? I had a name in Atlanta. So, uh-huh. you know, you think you're the shit. Everybody know you're on the urban scene, which right. is some hot garbage. So I go to, I go to Indianapolis and there's no urban scene. Right. It's mainstream. And it's like, oh, you too ghetto for this stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm too fucking ghetto. What are you talking about? Ain't none of you motherfuckers funnier than me. So what I needed was a little help, a little twerking, getting the shit together, you know, here and there. And so one of the guys at the club named Avery helped me. He helped me put shit Just like together. rewrite you know shit? I do know Avery. The manager. Yeah. Yeah, so he helped me put my shit together. He tweaked it here and there and then got a little bit teeny more of a mainstream act, but not. But it's still you and then. Well, it's, my, it's me. Yeah. I got an act about, he was like, you should talk about your life. Right. So whether you get it or not. So I started talking about my life and white people and people, people just started to like me. So I got like a really big white fan base a lot of white guys that's interesting uh, wait are you bigger with do you have a bigger white fan base than black i, I have no i don't really have no black fans whoa that's weird ain't isn't that weird that's uh that's a matter of just going to the right rooms though yeah i won't do though i can't i can't go fuck around and fuck with black people like that not right now it's they'll come they'll come on the touring end of things i feel like i'd rather have a black fan base than a white fan base because black fans are are loyal and they come out in numbers and you then, know, there's a uh, there's a lot of black women. 
that yeah. will go to a comedy show. Well, yeah, but I don't, you know, I'm not in that. Like, I used to open for RNSJ, so I, I'm quite sure I picked up fans along the way. I opened for D-Ray. Right. I picked up fans along the way, but who knows me right now uh-huh. is white people. It's from these podcasts. From podcasts, from Bob and Tom. So that's all I do is podcasts and Bob and Tom and white right. radio. Right. So I'm not on a Tom Joyner where they can say, hey, this yeah. is Miss Pat. So, do you want it? Well, you, I mean, is that to, you, you yeah, wouldn't you do Tom Joyner? I haven't just, did Tom Joyner. Would, no. you, would you, though? Fuck yeah, I would is do. Is that in, where's it based out of? Dallas. I would do anything right. anybody yeah. asks me to do, it's, it's, except but, sex. But do you? Oh, all right. Well, all I guess right. we can there, press stop on the recording. I mean, if you're going to be um, like that, I'm weird. You no, Jewish, fucking you can't square. Cross <laughs> you Jewish, you can't cross, cross over. They'll kill you. No. Oh, fuck you Jews right are famous Wait a minute. So I have to tell you like I told Ari. You know, you're Jewish, right? So I do know Black that. people Thank don't you. know shit about Jews. Right. Only Jew we know is Jesus Christ. Right. So, <laughs> we don't know Jews. I mean, we just know him. So, <laughs> my brother used to be a burglar. He used to break in people's houses, white people's houses. He thought they had all the money. So, he still this laser disc player. And we hook it up to the TV to see it playing. Never heard of the whole Holocaust in my fucking life. Never. Sure. So you don't sti- even know what stand-up comedy is. No, I did. Right. <laughs> so the Holocaust comes. Don't next. get offended. No, I won't. So he he this <laughs> this Holocaust CD. Get offended after all the this. Holocaust CD is in the laser disc. And, and it, you mean Schindler's List? Schindler's List. What Holocaust CD? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Holocaust <laughs> CD. Hitler's greatest hit. So the Schindler's is in the laser disc, yeah. and somebody had been watching it, and they stopped it right there when they're in the concentration camp, and Hitler just up there shooting. Well, that's so when Jews come, right? We, we didn't know they was Jews. We standing there like, why them stupid ass crackers ain't running? Jump the fist, this nigga shoot. Like it's a horror movie in the run. black community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't go in there. Don't go in that concentration camp. We was like, you some dumbass cracker. Why do you crackers just letting this nigga shoot him like that? So I kept the laser disc and all the all the players. So when my husband moved in, well, when I I had this before I met my husband. So when I met my husband, he's like, what you doing with the Schindler list? I said, that old dumbass CD, old dumbass DVD, about these white folk just letting this nigga shoot him. He was like, this history. I said, what history? <laughs> he said, them the Jews. I said, what the them fuck the is Jews? <laughs> oh, that's great. Them the Jews. Them I'm going to get Jews. that tattooed on me. <laughs> that's how I got introduced to the shooting list. My brother stole it. Never had heard of it. That's crazy. I'm well, only heard, being honest. I'm you heard sorry. What happened. I don't care. You heard what happened in Oakland with Schindler's List. Uh-uh. Uh, they had a, a showing of Schindler's List, so they made this high school Castlemont, which is like the most ghettoist high school in Oakland, which is already pretty ghetto. And so they brought this East Oakland, like all these kids, and they all started laughing. Because, <laughs> you know, like we would laugh. You would laugh when you watch like Menace to Society, when you said, "Give me the motherfucking videotape." You know, it's like all that shit. So it's just you know, violence is derogere in the hood and they started laughing and it became this big fucking kerfuffle and Steven Spielberg came and said I understand why you laughed and the whole thing got became you, do you hear about that yeah I think you've talked about it on here before yeah it was a tripped out thing and I kind of I'm Grew up in Oakland, but I'm a Jew, so I kind of understood where every. Well, you know, when you see people shooting, you fucking run. Those people just like, who next? But it, you know, you don't, you didn't know that right. that was real, and right. I didn't know until my husband was like, Pat, you should go, you know, look it up. And right. I said, like, Holy fuck, this shit is real. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. <laughs> and like- you were telling people about it, like, do y'all know about this Holocaust? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know. Hey, I mean, everybody. I, I didn't know. I mean, like, you probably don't know what the fuck Black Wall Street is, right? 
Uh, now that you put me on fucking. Oh man, that you're, you're hurting his okay, feelings. Okay, so right? you should go. Uh, I, it sounds familiar. What I'll is say Black that. Wall Street? Uh, when black people was like had a lot of money, back oh in yeah, Tulsa, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and the white like, folks oh, got Rose jumped and killed. Shit, yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say though, it's not like black people don't have a Holocaust of their own to look back on when they didn't run. I mean. Do you know about slavery? Yeah, yeah slavery. Right. Oh, did you hear about slavery? Pat, Those are about I slavery? have the slavery CD in my car. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's fucking hilarious. Who, who, who the first CD? Who the first song? Harriet Tubman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got a banger. <laughs> I got a, I got a slavery CD in my car. That's fucking hilarious. Um, all burn right, it. Can you shit. burn it for me? Can you burn it for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell it to you at the swap meet. Boot leg it for me. <laughs> yeah, well, don't leg it. Boot. Okay, boot it. Uh, uh, guys, this bit, Miss Pat, that was Ms. so Pat, great. Go see advertise. her live. See her live. You're Morty's, please come out to Morty's. Yeah, and thank to y'all for Indiana. bugging the Morty's shit out everywhere. of Neil. Yeah. Neil for getting, and, and Yosha for getting me on here because oh. I didn't think Neil was going to come through. Uh, no, no, I know. Neil almost never me. does come I, through. It, no, I I won't even get into why. I'll tell you why. But listen, Miss, that was a great fucking podcast. Yeah, you pussy somebody punch your tie. All right. Bye, everybody. I'm sorry for the wait, nigga. I'm tighter than these pussy hoes and chafe, nigga. Pocket full of crumbs, I'm a breadwinner. Jello beats, how to act me with the chair. I'm sorry for the wait, nigga. I'm aiming at your beats by Dr. Dre, nigga. I put up some ornaments today, nigga. Swound here every day, a holiday, nigga. This is sorry for the wait, too. That AK shoot like K do. Had to tell myself, tune, just stay tuned.